everyone without even knowing it subconsciously is expressing themselves every day in some way through what they put on. That's part of what's so amazing about fashion in general and fashion and mental health is that you will use that to express yourself. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 26 of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Payman. And I'm Mason. And as you guys know, we started the show to talk about mental health. Special episode for you guys this week. Uh, no guests today. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Uh, me and Payman wanted to take a moment to do a different kind of episode. I know that we've been teasing the mailbag a lot, so we're going to get to that. We want to give you guys some Mad Happy updates, uh, maybe some personal updates with what's going on. What's up first, P? Yeah, I mean, I think just taking a sec to reflect 26 episodes, half a year, uh, it doesn't really feel like that long. So I think that's pretty, uh, pretty crazy because we wanted to do the podcast for so long. And now that it's finally out and rolling and we're recording and have a bunch more recorded that, you know, will come out later this year. It's just it, it's been quite the journey, I feel like, and just getting started. Yeah, I think it's crazy to me that we haven't taken one week off since since we started. And I think it's gone by really fast. I feel like we've already learned a ton. Looking back, what do you think has been like the biggest thing that you learned from starting the show or maybe like a shift in your mindset? I mean, I think it just it takes so much work, you know, to to try to be consistent, which I think we've tried to be since episode one. Um, we have Phineas here, who's our producer as well. So he may jump in later. But but I think for us, we all, we just want to be consistent, come out with episodes every week um, and have great conversations. And I think we've been able to do that. Uh, a lot of people have surprised me, just people we didn't know going into the episodes, which I think has been unique for me, just getting to know some people that otherwise we would probably never talk to. Uh, and yeah. I think we say this a lot on the show of just like the way that the format of the show is set up is people want to talk about things in, that they wouldn't normally. So I think that's pretty cool. What about you? I think how hard it is, uh, not only from a workload standpoint, like you were saying, but just being hosts and being good at interviewing people and being good at talking in a way that's entertaining to listen to. You know, I feel like we don't, we haven't done a lot on the show of, of stuff like this. And I think I'm excited to have more kind of informal conversations between the two of us um, into next year, get get the listener, um, give the listener the opportunity to get to know us a little bit better and us to be able to talk about all the things that we know that you guys want to hear, whether it's personal stuff between Payment and I or Mad Happy stuff, company history, um, and really these other things that we can talk about in addition to having the amazing guests. Uh, so I think it, it's been great to get feedback and and have Phineas and have a lot of supporters of the show who've helped us kind of hone our skills. Um, I think we have a long way to go, but it's definitely been fun. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be on this journey together for sure. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we've learned a lot for sure. Thank you for everyone that's been tuning in, supporting, leaving five stars, uh, on Apple. Uh, and, and I think we'll just continue to get better, but, but like you said, I think it's fun. We got a lot of questions, so it's, you know, it's good that people want to hear from us too. And I guess, uh, we'll, uh, we could get into it, but to update, uh, a lot of big things coming on the Mad Happy side. Uh, we have a big Curb release, uh, as I'm sure some of you may have seen um, promoted on social. So that's going to be coming out on Black Friday, technically. So getting ready for that, which is super exciting. And 
got to shoot Larry in that, which was pretty dope. Uh, and then have a bunch of stuff coming this December, Mace, if you want to touch on anything. Yeah, so uh, podcast exclusive. We actually uh, are opening up a pop-up in Aspen, uh, which will be our fourth store there. Um, haven't been in a couple of years, but we're definitely super, super excited to be back. And one of the things that we're going to be featuring heavily in that store is our outdoors collection, which will be the second time that we've released our outdoors franchise. And is honestly probably my favorite collection of the entire year. Um, the outdoors franchise in general, honestly, is one that really means a lot to me and that I can really connect to just loving nature and, and spending a lot of time outdoors and, and really believing in the relationship that that has to our mental health. But this collection is is really dope. I mean, we have a lot of new developments that are really geared for the winter, like puffers and snow pants and things like that. And then a lot of our new branding elements uh, are coming to life in this collection really for the first time uh, with one of our new logos that we're really excited about. Um, and definitely it's been awesome this last week to design the pop-up um in a way to really feature that collection prominently. We're also shooting a video this week, actually, uh, some of our team is in Aspen, uh, shooting a really cool action video and a narrative video um, telling the story of the collection and the story of Mad Happy Outdoors. So probably one of our biggest content moments of the year and biggest collections of the year. So super, super excited for you guys to see that one. It's it's also going to be available in New York and LA and online as well. Um, but yeah going to be a big one so yeah uh and i think before we get into it got a bunch of questions we want to answer uh i think for this thanks special thanksgiving episode we just we wanted to take a step back from the interviews and really be able to answer some listener questions and check in with everyone so excited to get into that as always uh shout out to cash app for supporting the show uh you can find out how to continue to win money to go towards your mental health both in the description of this episode and the latest local optimist post so definitely check those out uh if you haven't already as we continue the partnership into the winter mace you want to kick us off uh with the first question so mason's gonna ask me one then i'll ask him one but i haven't seen his questions he hasn't seen mine so should be fun we'll do a couple and then um go from there all right first question for you that's a good one for you you're not gonna like it how has starting mad happy affected your mental health in both positive and negative ways oh damn i had one of these for you but uh it's okay <laughs> starting with the positives i think learning about mental health and my the process of learning more about myself through mad happy has been a big one i think that just like the exposure that we have to like learning about it and being around like different organizations and people doing work in the space i think it's taught me a lot and then in turn led me to like learn more about myself, whether that's through therapy or reading or all sorts of different things. And so I think from that perspective, it's been great. I think the other side is obviously trying to build a startup and have a small team with not all the resources that we need to do everything we want. I think uh, there's a lot of pressure in that, a lot of pressure in being a founder or trying to be a leader of a company, um, especially in the early days. I mean, I think we definitely don't do everything or I don't do everything right. Um, and so just trying to learn from that and grow and understand that everything will be okay um, at the end of the day, even though it doesn't feel like it at some moments, I think is something big for me. Um, and and at times, you know, I think it is having a startup or building a company is supposed to be hard. So I think you can't just expect everything to be perfect all the time. 
whether it's with your mental health or physical health or just overall health. And so I think working towards always improving that, but I think it's just something that I know is part of what we're doing right now. And I just want to keep looking back and seeing the improvement uh, within myself, within the company, um, and within everyone we work with. So that's that's what I would say my experience mm, has been. Love it. Yeah. All right. Well, first one for you. Um, this one's from Emma. Uh, sometimes I worry that over-managing my anxiety will take away my drive. Do you have any thoughts on this? Over-managing your anxiety. Um, I think that's super interesting because for me – what a lot of anxiety is, is negative self-talk within our own head is us playing out scenarios that haven't happened yet or feeling anxious about a decision and then feeling even more anxious because you're going one, two, three, four, five steps of what's going to happen after that decision before you even make that decision. So I think like the first thing that I think of is like trying to stay in reality and in like the real world as much as I can for me. Like even when I notice I'm starting to feel anxious, I'm already thinking about what that person's going to reply to me when I have to tell them this thing or how this conversation is going to go that I haven't had. And I think when it comes to drive, I think that can really demotivate you. It's really demotivated me a lot of the time because it's it's made me feel like those things that I had to do were too big or like too paralyzing to where like I really lost the drive and I lost the motivation. So I do think that those two things go hand in hand because the more anxious you are about something, really the harder it will be to make that decision or like enact that action. So I think the more that like I've found to stay grounded in reality and like really whether it's writing it down or naming things in the room or like tapping your feet on the floor, like things like that to just kind of bring yourself back into the room and then really writing down, all right, I, I need to ask payment about this thing. I know that it feels uncomfortable, but you know, he, he cares about me and he's a good friend. Like I can ask him that. Yeah. I think one thing to add, cause I think I kind of, or I think I know what Emma means is like, if you get better at managing your anxiety like will that then take away like the edge that you feel like you have which i think is a common thing that i've heard or i've thought before myself um for myself and obviously like we're not professionals in any way and of course like it's just like talking from our experience but i think for me learning to better manage whether it's my anxiety or just my overall mental health has i think made me act from a place of from a calmer place. Um, and I don't think it's taking away any of the drive that I've had or any of, you know, anything that I want to do or accomplish or all of those sorts of things. So I think I haven't, I haven't had that experience personally. And I think if you just, you know, work on improving yourself, I think ultimately, um, you'll be happy about it. All right, cool. Let's see what else I got for you. What is your long-term goal for the podcast? Yeah, I think we may have talked about this before. I think um, our goal is just to continue putting out great conversations with people of, of all types, whether they're celebrities or professionals or just regular people. I think for us, it's more about the conversation and hopefully people can learn from it in some way, whether it's just like trying to model a, a behavior after someone that you look up to or trying to like take one step uh, in the direction of like, finding help for yourself or or really just to listen i think uh we're just trying to have great conversations and over time continue to grow the audience which means like the show will make a bigger impact and and just keep uh snowballing from there that's what i would say 
What about you? Uh, I mean, the two things that come to my mind first are like uh, ways to reach people differently. So I think like some of the things that we're talking about and planning for next year, like more video content one and like hopefully be able to bring this show to you guys in person, I think are the things that I'm really excited about to meet you guys, connect, uh, kind of travel and, and and get to have these conversations for people in person. I feel like the impact and the energy could be so much greater. Totally. Next one for you is what's your take on how what we wear impacts our mental health slash self-image? It's a question from Hunter. That's a great question, Hunter. I think everyone without even knowing it subconsciously is expressing themselves every day in some way through what they put on in terms of color, in terms of fit, in terms of brand. If you're talking no logo, if you're talking a big graphic, you know, people just inherently like to be seen and be complimented and and feel pretty and like all of these things. And I think that's, that that's part of what's so amazing about fashion in general and fashion and mental health is that you will use that to express yourself. So I think that there is just like, a natural tie-in and i think the coolest part is even like i said for some people it's like subconscious but like you know it's really like the saying like look good feel good um and i think we really try and think about that when we design stuff when it comes to color selection and graphics or different sayings that we use and even like bridging the gap to where like if someone is wearing mad happy you should feel comfortable going up to that person and knowing that they're a mental health advocate and like be able to have some sort of real conversation. And I think obviously it's a really hard topic for people to talk about. And I think clothes are like a cool kind of icebreaker or segue into like maybe showing that you care about that, even when you're not necessarily in a position to maybe be vocal about it because it's hard, um, but you could wear it across your chest and, and really know what it's about and kind of put that message on there as you're kind of figuring out your own personal journey. But it really is part of why I think clothes are so fascinating because we all have to wear them every day. And it really, if you pay attention to yourself, I think it'd be interesting to see how I feel when I'm getting dressed or like what I choose to wear, if I even care about it, if I don't care about it, it's fascinating, honestly. Yeah. I think the icebreaker thing you said is, is so true, especially with our brand. I think we always hear, Every time someone's wearing it, how many people come up to them like, oh, what's well, mad happy, even if they don't know it. And I think it's a it's a cool representation of like what we want the brand to be about, of just being a inclusive, being able to like talk to anyone, that sort of feel. So I think by accident, like with the name that just naturally happened, which is dope. Yeah. Oh, this is a, this is a good one. What company or executive team do you look up to most from a business perspective? How do you hope outsiders view Mad Happy and the business model that you have worked so hard to create? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say for us, um, we, we haven't really like compared ourselves to too many companies. I think uh, we think what we're trying to do is is unique, kind of in our own category around creating a company that uh, stands for this, you know, mental health movement and playing a large role in that. When I think about some companies that that have done a great job of that, I. I you know, I think a company like Patagonia comes to mind. There's this great book that the founder wrote called Let My People Go Surfing, which I think is just gives you a glimpse at uh, the company and how they thought about building it. And I think we look up to companies like that because their offering around sustainability is like so vast now. Um, and it started with one small thing and then layered 
on top of that many other things. And that's what we're trying to do in the mental health space. So I think that's one that definitely comes to mind. Um, even a brand like Nike um, and another book, the book Shoe Dog, um, one of my favorite books, I would say, but uh, seeing how small and how hard it was for them at the beginning um, and for Phil Knight specifically as as the founder of that brand to start this movement around physical health, I think is is definitely another one that I would say I look up to a lot and, and, and think, um, you know, the possibilities are endless with what we could do. And um, that's how we want to be seen, you know, 20, 30, 40 or 50 years from now. Any good uh, stories or like big lessons that you have from either of those books that you kind of keep with you? I mean, I think just every every startup experience is pretty similar in that like it is really yeah. hard. There's really dark times, um, dark moments, really hard things that you think you can't get through. And obviously not everyone gets through all of those things, but even the biggest and most successful companies today went through all those challenges. So I think it just feels good to read that, um, but also just how big of an impact you can make regardless of where you started from and how small the idea was or you know what the initial concept was is is something that I've definitely taken away. Yeah, I think for uh, for Nike, I'm definitely inspired by like them focusing on one thing and like wanting to be the best in the world at like that thing at first, like detracts you, right? It wasn't like a vision for a full fashion line and 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 basketball shoes and like all these things in the beginning. That's kind of what it became. But I feel like the kind of humble initial goal of what it was started from a passion that Phil had for track and field and like this actual real thing. And then like the integrity that that, that that gave it early on, I feel like led to it being such a strong brand. For sure. It's a good example to just read and just like see, um, see it build over time and uh, things pick up quickly at the end, you know, and I think it just might feel slow for a long time, but um, I think like the perseverance factors is huge in startups. All right, moving to another one for you. How do you set boundaries with people without them thinking you're rude? This is a question from Natalie. It's very hard when there are people that you care about, but I think ultimately the biggest thing that I've learned is that we just have no control over how other people feel or what they'll do or how they'll respond or all of these other things. And I think it's that's why integrity really is one of the most important words to me and 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 boundaries falls right into that when you're talking about your personal integrity and and how you want to live your life i know after i got sober obviously there were a lot of relationships in my life that i had to look at and really see if they were helping me go over here or if they were helping me stay over here and like really making those tough calls and i think it's honestly good to do because for me, it really showed who my real friends were in the first place. And I feel like anyone who really isn't willing to respect your boundaries or who is being rude back or isn't supporting you in that way, those aren't really qualities of, of a good friend to me in the first place. And anyone who really does, you know, it, it's, it's all love. I have a lot of friends who I don't talk to as much as I used to, but every time I see them, I tell them that I love them and, and I give them a big hug and, and everyone understands. So I think real friends really let you be you and are just down to support you however you need. Um, obviously, easier said than done. You know, we all have insecurities and, and want to be liked and want to keep people happy and don't want anyone to be mad at us. But I think once you're able to really shift the focus to taking care of yourself, 
ultimately will make you feel better than if you're just kind of seeking to take care of other people. Yeah, so true. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, Phineas, I have a question for you. Phineas is our producer, uh, as as you may have heard us say before. Uh, what's uh, for you, Phineas, because you produce a lot of shows, what's one thing uh, about this show that uh, has surprised you so far? Well, thank you, gentlemen. It's uh, I'm happy to, I'm blessed to have my voice on the show now for the first time. For me, the thing that's been most surprising, and I think this is a testament to you two as hosts, and I think just the the brand that you've built, we've talked about this a bit, but the immediate comfort that guests feel on the show, and they seem to go to places that they acknowledge they seldom go almost immediately. And you can hear it on the episodes. I mean, within four to eight minutes, people are talking about really heavy, serious stuff. And there's some cool moments on the show where people actually acknowledge that fact and they say, wow, I never talk about this. And I think that's a testament to to you too, you know, going there, the journal prompt at the beginning of the show and the, the, just the the openness and acceptance that you both exude on the show, I think is really really unique when it comes to to podcasting or radio or storytelling or, or interviewing uh, on any level. Um, so it really doesn't feel like an interview show. It feels like a a place to share and to to talk about issues that are really, really meaningful to people. So that's been the biggest surprise. Thank you, Phineas. And thanks for uh, yeah. all your uh, help getting the show out. And we're excited. I, I mean, I think Mason and I, um, we definitely want to be doing more episodes in person. I think um, continuing to do that into next year will be exciting. Mace, any uh, any final thoughts uh, before we uh, let everyone enjoy their, their Thanksgiving? I actually have two more questions that I really wanted to ask you. Is that okay? Wow. Okay, let's do it. All right. The first one is, do you feel like you've made it yet? Um, well, to, I mean, I, I think that the way I am is that I'm never going to feel that way. So... Um, it's not really like a feeling that like I go after, you know, wanting to feel like I've made it. I, I feel like uh, it, it's kind of a weird term and and just like very abstract and that technically you can always improve. And so for me, I think that's how I think about it. Um, and I try to just like improve myself and look at like more of like the inner things. Of course, like at times I probably get distracted by like, different accolades or like different like accomplishments that we have within the business. But overall, I feel like, um, you know, I'm only 27. So um, if I've already made it, then uh, what am I going to do for the next, hopefully, many, many years? So um, that's what I think. My follow up to that, which kind of goes hand in hand is how do you define success for you payment? That's a good question. Um, I think uh, on my Twitter profile at PaymentRaf, um, you can see uh, my header image. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Mason, but I have. It basically shows the difference between getting one percent better every day versus one percent worse every day um, for three hundred sixty-five days. And if you just get one percent better every day, at the end of the year, you'll be almost thirty-eight times as good um, as the beginning. And if you get one percent worse, you'll basically be at zero by the end of the year and so i think for me um the one percent better thing is is what i strive for and i don't think i do that every day or even every week but i think success for me is just like giving it my all and trying to get a little bit better and then looking back i think like that's the best way for me to like see how far i feel like i've come when i look back three months six months a year five years and 
hopefully I'll be able to continue doing that um, forever and, and, and just keep getting a little bit better and uh, whatever that means at, at this stage of the, my life that I'm in. Spoken like a real young Rob Deerdick in the make. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, honestly, like the first thing that comes to my mind when I think of success is like having a family or like being a dad. Like I just grew up in like such a big family and having a family is such a big part of just like Judaism that I personally feel like that's one of the things that I'm most like looking forward to doing in life and then being able to provide for my family and hoping to continue what we do here. I feel so blessed to be able to intertwine some of my passions and and so much of my story and my personal experience into our brand and let alone get to work with some of my best friends in the world. So I think the like the longer that we can do that feels pretty successful to me. Um, Yeah. You know, before we go, I want to talk about, just Thanksgiving obviously can be a hard time for a lot of people going back home and, and seeing your family. And I know that that can bring up a lot of stuff. Uh, we have some great content on the local optimist that came out last week and some stuff that came out on the top half of this week. Um, some really cool stories about going home for the holidays, uh, how to engage with your family. If you guys have some differences that, that have been uncomfortable, or if you have any kind of negative experiences with them in the past. So just know that, you know, it, it's a normal thing to going home and being with your family brings up a lot of stuff. Uh, but just know that you guys aren't alone and, and we're here for you if you want to hit us up or go on local optimist or whatever, but, uh, happy Thanksgiving everyone and have a great weekend. For sure. I mean, I think that's a good place to leave it with family on Thanksgiving. As always, uh, you could find everything we're doing at mad happy at local optimist on Instagram Please continue to support the show. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if uh, you want to help us out in the rankings. And then if there's specific questions you have for us, look out for our personal socials that uh, we can have in the show notes. Uh, But again, shout out to Cash App. Definitely, definitely everyone check that out and and see how you can win money uh, to put towards your mental health. But overall, hope everyone has a good uh, weekend and we'll see everyone next week. Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.